Welcome to the Gossip Lounge, a new fun weekly podcast where I invite my friends over to have a chat and a gossip while I do their nails. Welcome to the bonus episode of the Gossip Lounge. This week for episode six, I'm joined by the amazingly talented Coco Brown as we talk biracial, knowing your roots, Kanye West, and how many plays and acts is she in this month? Oh my God. Let's see what happens. Hello, Coco Brown. Hi. How are you? I'm very good, T. I'm very good. Yeah? Um, um, let's see your nails. Shellac. Mmm. Shellac. But I see broken shellac. Broken shellac. What yes. happened to broken shellac? Last night, about three minutes before I went on stage for my show, I was putting on my trainer and it just went. And you know when you just stop, you like you feel it in your whole body, like, I don't want to look, I don't want to look. And I looked and it was still attached. And I was like, oh. I tried, I asked everyone around the venue, I was like, does anybody have any super glue? I just need some sort of glue. Um, and nobody could find any because it was three minutes before I had to go on stage. Oh, went on stage, first scene, fine. Second scene, have no idea where it went. Oh, wow. It totally disappeared mid-scene. these are your real nails, aren't they? Yeah, which is, you know, even worse. But it's still on. Partly. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it could be worse. Like, it yeah. could have... It could have just much... snapped off. Oh, don't. <laughs> you could have been like, what now? I know, it's the point, yeah. Okay, it's fine. So we'll, we won't do but, the whole next set. We'll just yeah. fix this one. Yes. we do a DIY mm-hmm. with this one. We yes. can do that. I'm um, really looking forward to that. Um, but otherwise, the hands are looking lovely. Thank you. Lovely hands. How, say so myself. how often do you get your nails done normally? Get my nails done... Uh, about every two weeks, usually. Okay, you've got money for that. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have money. I don't have the money for that. Um, but I think you'll, I'll find the money and secure the bag every time. Because, like, it's... That um, sounds like drug dealing. For me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if I was drug dealing, I'd be getting it done once a week. <laughs> Get to know. I'd be making way more money. I'd be like a kingpin, a queenpin. Your queen. You know, like the head, the mafia. Oh, that's what I would be. You'd be there with I'd your be the top and be like, I wouldn't be dealing with no drugs. I'd just be sending out all of the little ones. All the little ones. All your yeah, little minions. Yeah, the minions. Um, but, yeah, like, getting my nails done, for me is a version of self-care so I make sure that I do it because it it's like if I'm having like a, a bad week or I'm feeling like a little bit you know junky then junky yeah like you know when you feel like junk okay. <laughs> when I was about to say we talk about drugs there for a minute when I, no oh my god <laughs> oh no oh gosh no um when you're feeling like just a bit rubbish about yourself yeah. do you know what I mean or a bit like so uh when I do when I have those days uh Usually I'll kind of go, when did I last get my nails done? Is it reasonable to get them done quite soon? Yeah. And usually it's every two weeks. So if I do, I'll get them done. And it will, like, lift my mood a bit. It doesn't, you know, make the whole world sunny and great. Yeah. But I find it lifts my mood. Do you get that when you get your nails done or do your own nails? I, d- I d- feel, like, clean I f- and fresh yeah, and Yeah, but also, new. you'd have to move slightly before it. There That's you go. That's okay. Oh, because this doesn't go any further than that. That's okay. Oh, my gosh. You with a power tool in your hand coming towards my hands ah! like I'm really excited but I'm also like <laughs> you've got a power tool in your hand please yeah! okay, right okay okay slightly forward there we go it's fine ah! no, <laughs> so what are you in rehearsals for um I am in rehearsals for three shows at the moment okay look at you. um but two of them are my own so I'm kind of taking those as and when I uh I'm in rehearsals for uh, White, 
which is my first solo show. It's the one about being mixed race. Yeah. Um, and for that, we've already, you know, we've done the show, we've got it, and, and it's, it's a full show. Um, but we kind of want to go back and have a look at the music a bit more because it contains a lot of vocal looping and a lot of music. Um, so we want to go back in and yeah. look at the music of the show and see if we can kind of give it a bit more space you. and, you know. <laughs> see, it doesn't trust you. Oh, it's that, that's why. <laughs> Is it because you're doing it? You're so, you're so crazy, I love it. Like, oh, Let me come oh, towards you. Yeah, you come towards me. There you go. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... So the music. Yeah. Um, and how, you've done white how many times now? Uh, I We did a little run at Oval House, and we've done it at Vault Festival, and we've done it at Pulse Festival, which is in Ipswich, at the New Wolsey Theatre. Um, okay. And that was my first non-London venue, and that was great. Um... Yeah, and we kind of, we really love the show, you know, like my team and I are like, we're really proud of it, but because it is about me and I am growing as a human, we think it also deserves to grow a little bit. Um, so yeah, so we're going to go back in and look at the music a little bit. And so see are you what we singing? Can edit sorry. That. Am I singing? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Tell me if that hurts as well. I will. Um, I'm singing and I do a little bit of vocal looping. Um, That's fun. I say a little bit of vocal looping. The show is about, I'd say, eighty percent music. <laughs> really? Yeah, eighty percent music blended with a lot of spoken word, um, and a little bit of projection just for fun. Um, yeah. So going back in to just look at the music and see if there's anything we can add to it to make it a bit fuller, make it a bit more interesting. Um, and then I'm also in rehearsals for a show called Hive City Legacy at the Roundhouse. Ooh. Um, and that's a collaboration. The Roundhouse. I know, so it's fine, whatever. <laughs> um, at the Roundhouse, it's in collaboration with the Roundhouse and a company called Hot Brown Honey, who are an amazing kind of troupe of uh, women of colour who work in cabaret and music and performance art and many more, many more things. Club. Yes, yeah. Um, they're also doing a night as like a a post show event. Yeah. With after our high, so the show that I'm rehearsing is called Hive City Legacy. Yeah. Um, and that opens in July of this year, July 2018, and July 10th, right? I probably should know that, you know. <laughs> but we only started rehearsals on Monday, so I feel like you know my head's in rehearsal mode and and stuff like that. I believe um, it's July 10th. Thank goodness one of us knows. I know, right? <laughs> um, I mean, I'll be there when it opens. Yeah. So I just, I've, my thing is, we've got a brilliant stage manager called uh, Sylvia, Sylvia Darkwaiomeng. Um, and she pretty much just tells me where I'm supposed to be and when. Oh, yeah. And then I just go there. I just listen to anything she says because that's what a good performer would do. You're like, where do you want me? Yeah, I'm that is That is exactly what it is. So, Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. Um, we're rehearsing for that and we've just started and it's going really well and it's a really great Oops, team. Sorry. It's okay. It's a really great team of um, all femmes of colour. Oh! Yeah. And so the creative team is pretty much all femmes of colour except for our roundhouse producer um, and the 
company is made up of all femmes of colour. So yeah, it's really nice to be in a room with with, with women of colour who, with just women and women of colour and, and artists and creatives and everyone's in such a um, different field. So we've got um, some brilliant musicians and we've got some dance dancers, we've got some movement artists, we've got some uh, people who do aerial work and circus skills, we've got... Oh wow, um, so, so is the show got like boxes. a theme or is it just like everyone yeah, just well, showcasing? We're, we're, no, we're starting to work on kind of creating it now. So. Uh, the lovely ladies from Hot Brown Honey are, have kind of started to, to work on the arc of the piece and the narrative. We're and there. then that's totally fine. We're nearly there. I'm like <laughs> um, Yeah, they've started to work on the arc of the piece and the narrative of the piece. And then what they will do is come into the rehearsal and kind of give us a task or talk to us about um, a skill or... Uh, Give us, give us something to think about and we'll kind of work off that and then they take what we've made away and they work it into a piece and then they give it back to us and you know it's kind of like um, yeah it's not it's not a showcase of just being like you know uh, this person sings so sh she's gonna sing and then yeah. the person who does circus is gonna come after it's it's a show with a narrative um, you know because you said um, it's you're very like comfortable or like very happy that you're in a room full of oh. different people of colour. Yeah. Is that very important for you, especially because you're... Mixed race. Yeah, yeah. Or because I'm a woman of colour. Yeah, what do you think about... Because people used to say the word colour in a bad context, and now we say people of colour. Yeah, I think... So, like, you know, something like coloured. Like, if somebody was like, oh, that coloured girl over there. Yeah. I think that's a bit, you know... Well, <laughs> like, yeah. don't do that. Um, but people of colour, I think... It's weird because... It's partially othering people, so kind of going, oh, you know, well, you've got people and you've got people of colour. Yeah. So it's so some people have that opinion where they they feel like it's othering them, which I think is totally, uh, totally understandable, because it is that thing of going, you have people and then you have people of colour, and why should we differentiate? Um, but also, I get that, you know, it's it, it's a term that isn't meant to other, I don't think. Like, my personal opinion is I don't think it's meant to be like, you know, you've got people and then you've got you're people of colour. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just, you know, we are people of colour. Um, so how would you define yourself? Uh, I define myself, in terms of, like, race uh, and identity, I define myself as a mixed-race black woman, okay. which I am. I'm always mixed-race and I'm always a black woman. Um, and there is never a time where I'm not one of those things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I'm... If I'm doing my show, which is about being mixed race, it doesn't stop me being a black woman. Mm -hmm. And if I'm joining a Black Lives Matter march, it doesn't stop me being mixed race. Like, you know, mm -hmm. or, or that's like, those those two things are never not what I am. So what are you mixed with? Uh, so I am half black, half white. My mum is Irish and my dad is Jamaican. Okay. Um, Patties. <laughs> Jerk chicken. <laughs> Guinness. <laughs> Guinness punch is literally... My two, two worlds oh my in God. a drink. It's the yeah. two worlds. Oh. I mean, you know. You're living the dream right right now. I'm basically Guinness Punch. <laughs> so why would you not then say that you're a mixed-race white woman? So that's, yeah, that's a really interesting um, kind of process. And I, and I was thinking that when I first started making my solo show, which is called White, yeah. um, I was thinking of that and kind of being like, you know, like, why is that? Why do... Why do 
people identify me as a black woman or a mixed race woman why do they not um, ever call me a white woman it's because I think mm. it's because being it, it's basically the one drop rule so it's basically the idea that because there's a little bit of brown in me yeah I can never be white um, and I was actually talking to some really wonderful audience members after a show when I did uh, White at Pulse Festival. Um, some really lovely audience members came up to me and they were talking about it, um, about the show. They were both white, um, kind of middle-aged people, and they told me they enjoyed it. And they were saying it's about the idea of the one drop rule is about the idea of white being pure. And once something gets added to that, you can never go back to that um, pureness as it were do you know what i mean yeah um whereas with blackness if you add white it doesn't it doesn't take because because blackness was not seen as pure it doesn't go that way is that okay? do you know what i mean that's cute it's yeah cute. we're gonna paint it <gasps> yes yeah. i love it okay i love it you don't have one yeah you don't have a design in now but um, um yeah and that's what it is it's the idea of i think yeah it's the idea of you know back in the past and depending on where you go in the world now even probably current days the idea yeah. of whiteness being purity and once you tarnish that and i use air quotes for that once you tarnish the purity of whiteness you can never go back to that and that's why, you know, nobody would ever call me white. Nobody would ever look at me and call me white. Yeah. Even though I am half white. And um, do you think, like, when it comes to, like, the world that we're in, mm. you identifying yourself as a mixed race black person yeah. is, is a unique selling point for you? As in, uh, selling point is like me as an artist? Yeah. I, I mean... Because you have a different perspective... It's hard. I don't know. Because I never think of it like that. Because I never think, you know... I think the story... Like, my show is a unique selling point because I'm telling my story. I'm telling the story of what it's like for me to grow up being a mixed-race woman um, who discovers blackness in a in my very own specific, unique way. Um, but do I think it's a selling point for me as an artist? I don't know, man. Because cause you- sometimes I'm the token black... Yeah. person on the bill and it's like okay yeah um that's like like does that make it a unique selling point i don't know um it doesn't necessarily feel nice so i don't know but you know not all selling points do you think that you as a mixed race person mm-hmm. is equally um like you felt like you've equally you've equally got your both you understand both sides of your your heritage um, do you mean that in terms of like how I identify and what I understand internally or like about myself or do you mean in terms of like the cultures the, and yeah the, like your family is on both sides yeah and, like... well I think well I grew up in a single single parent household yeah. so I grew up with my mum who is white Irish and I saw my dad regularly he wasn't an absent father um yes black man <laughs> <laughs> Um, he wasn't an absent father so you know I did grow up with my father like in my life yeah but didn't spend as much time with him as I did with my mum yeah and I think you know um, there's there's a part of me that I kind of talk about in my show saying that you know there's a part of me that because I didn't grow up 
with spending a lot of time with my um, black family that maybe I missed bits. So maybe, you know, maybe I'd understand Patois better now. Yeah. I, do you know what I mean? Stuff but like I can't that. understand Patois. But I'm not even Jamaican, but, but I can't even understand Patois. <laughs> um, that's not, no, don't worry about that. Babe. <laughs> but, you know, but do you know what I mean? Like there's, there's those bits of like culture where it's like, oh, you know, maybe like, like maybe, um, uh, maybe if I grew up a bit differently, I'd understand one culture better, or there'd be. But you know, I also don't understand white culture really. Like, like well, like hummus. Ah, uh, hummus is like Middle Eastern culture. So we even call that, yeah, white culture. <laughs> white like, like, and you know, if you're really talking about culture, are we talking about white British culture because I grew up in in London, or are we talking about um, white Irish culture because my mum's Irish? Yeah, and it's like actually. I know less about my Irish culture and less about Irish history than I do about black history, but I know less about black history than I do about um, British history. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, so yeah, so that's so kind of, I guess going back to your question is, is I don't feel more one way or the other, but I think, you know, blackness at the moment is and I do I am saying this in a really facetious way blackness at the moment is very on trend yeah so like there are like... lots more people talking about the black experience and talking about black culture and and exploring black culture and being open about you know um like things that have happened in the past and that are happening now whereas you know other forms of culture aren't that's fine. Um, I'm sort of across. Explored as much because they're not as on trend. And I am being facetious when I say on trend. Yeah. Like I don't. You but know like, because I mean? you feel like with TV shows and stuff like that and mm -hmm. like production, it seems like they're trying to get more minorities on because it has to be. Yeah. Rather than acknowledging their talent. Yeah. It's just like, but well, you're black. I think go. people can tell the difference. Token. Do you know what I mean? I think there are. I think people can really tell the difference between here's the token black person, or here's the token person of colour, or here's the token ethnic person, you know, token slightly brown person, ethnically ambiguous person in the show, mm. and here is a show that was created like by people of colour or by black people, um, and for black people and stuff like that. Um, I think good examples of that would be uh, something like Blackish. Which I'm not going to lie and say that I've seen, but uh, from what I've heard and from the response that it gets from people, it does seem to be a a really uh, positive representation yeah. of black culture it's, made by black people yeah. for everyone, but also for black people. And uh, that show by Issa Rae, um, Insecure, yeah, you know stuff like that. And you can, and I think people can tell the difference between you know stuff that was made with good intentions and stuff that was made to get the, the queens in. Well, how do you feel about then Kanye West? Tell me more. Because I don't... I with actively... Because obviously recently to... he said that how black people um, were... That black people were slaves because they accepted oh, to be slaves. was a choice. Yeah, slavery was a choice. So... The thing is, do you think it's just his mental health or the fact that the Kardashians have fucked him up? Uh, <laughs> sis, do the thing. The Kardashians is, right? have fucked him up. Like what? That's, she get, that's what's she getting Kardashian pussy? Oh, like <laughs> your, your life has changed. <laughs> I mean, you know, and and I, I like so the thing about Kanye West is, I definitely believe that you know he's going through some things and that he does have 
um, he's struggling with his mental health. And I think that that's a very important note to take when you talk about him and when you kind of analyze what he says and what he does. Um, I also think that he is a grown man who has a team of people around him who should also be looking out for him. Yeah. And I also think that you cannot allow everything due to mental health. And I speak about that from the the from somebody who struggles with who has uh, mental health issues and things like that. And I try and make sure that you know people don't always like give me um, what's the word that I'm looking for. They don't allow me to do like shitty things all the time because yeah. I'm, like there are there are limits I think. And I think the kind of limit with Kanye West is either coming up or has come yeah. of somebody having to go, yes, I know that you're struggling or that there is something going on with you or that you're not well or you're not doing so well, but actually you need to log off. Like, yeah. you need to just log off for a bit. This is not. Yeah. And the thing is like, you know, Kim wants her coins, so she's not going to tell him to log off. Yeah. And yeah, I think I, I just I just don't see it as him having a team, a support team around him that that is good for his health. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, that's my feeling on Kanye West. I think I think it's definitely there's definitely a place where you can say about anyone who is struggling with their mental health or dealing with their mental health or um is 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 has any sort of mental health issue. Um you can always say, hmm, you can always say, uh, you know, yes, they're struggling with their mental health, so, you know, we have to allow them, but, but it, yeah, there has to be a limit. There, ha there just has to be, like, a limit, and whether that's a personal limit, like, you know, where I, for example, like, personally would go, okay, well, you know, he says this thing, or that person has said this thing, or done this thing, and actually, for my own sake, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna block them, or I'm yeah. gonna actively say you can't say that. Um, or those are really nice. My nails are really nice. Thank you. Um, let's go put a top coat in there. Yes. Um, you know, there comes a point where you do that. Um, yeah. You know, I just, yeah. I just think it's, it's a sticky situation because he, he is definitely going through something, and you know. And so I've actually coincidentally been listening to a different podcast where they explore, um, where so they explore... Just looking at your armpits, just up in the armpit. <laughs> Courage doesn't always rule. Yeah. Yeah, I like um, it. There's another, there's a great podcast that looks at albums and deconstructs them. And I really can't remember what it's called, but it's a good album. And they, and they are currently deconstructing Kanye West's Dark Twisted Fantasy. And they kind of look at what's happening in the life of the artist when they were making it as well as um, what they're musically doing. So like looking at chords and harmonies and all these other sort of things mm. um, and looking at lyrics and, and really kind of uh, like delving into to the music. So I've actually been finding out a lot more about Kanye West via this podcast that I stumbled upon, oh. you know, um, but, but does that excuse someone's actions when they've been happening for so long so a lot of a lot of um Kanye West fans would kind of put his actions down to how his mum suddenly died oh, and yeah. his mum was his best friend and all these things and this is just what I've learned from this podcast so it's not you know 
so I don't really know that much. But, you know, people would put it down to that. Um, and that happened quite a while ago. And so when does it get to a point where you go, look, you need to deal with this? Yeah. And I think that's like, you know, a general rule with anyone, be it Kanye West or your friend who's acting differently, is you kind of go, okay, we need to, we need to sit you down. We need to sit you down and we need to, you know, tell you that, like, it, you just have to, you know, get help. We have to, thanks, babe. Of course I want cream. You send me out up here with dry hands. Um, yeah, you know, that. what do you think about Kanye West? I just think the Kardashians have fucked him up. I do. I think they fucked him up. I think, I think he obviously has some issues. Sorry, I'm also going to cream my knees when I'm at. Go ahead, babe. I've got shorts on, can't be leaving out here with dry knees. Go ahead, babe. Would you like some more? <laughs> do I need more? Wow! <laughs> wow. She giveth love and she taketh away. Take away. <laughs> um, I just think, if he's got some issues. Do you issues. genuinely think the Kardashians fucked it? Like, I don't, I don't particularly think that male. they're doing great with their, you know, their track record and, and yeah. stuff like that. But do you think it's like... No, no, no. I haven't touched it. I'm... I'm doing that. James Bond fingers Good. to make sure that I don't touch I just think if you look at all the track record of all the men that have been involved in their lives. Yeah, true. That you can't really argue that there's something genetically in their... In their DNA. In their yeah. DNA. Well, look, but, man. Like, and, but also, it must... Be, so here's the thing, right? So I'm going up to Edinburgh this year. Yeah. Uh, White is going up there for the last two weeks, from the 15th to the 27th. Um, I'm really excited, but it's a solo show. Yeah. It's a solo show about being a mixed-race black woman, and I'm going up pretty much by myself. Yeah. Um, my team are there for the first three days, because that's all I can afford, because I'm also working class, so I can't just afford to bring... Mummy and Daddy won't pay for me to yeah. take the whole cast up. Um, but I'm going up there. My, my team are coming up for the first three days to help me get in and settle in and do up the show and tech it and blah, 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 and then they're gone. And so yeah. I'm there for, by myself for, like, I don't know, like 10, 11 days. Yeah. And I'm a bit like, I'm going to be in this white space. Like, Edinburgh is a white space. Mm. And I'm going to be in this white space alone, as it were. Like, I'll have friends up there and I'll be able to see things uh, like your show. Um, but, you know, I'll be in this white space by myself. Yeah. And what's that going to do to me? Like, I'm going to have to figure out a way to kind of live a normal life and to keep myself healthy mentally and physically yeah. in this really weird surroundings. And so imagine someone like Kanye West who... Yes, he's been working in the music industry his whole life. Yeah. But, you know, is kind of private. Like, doesn't do interviews because he yeah. wants fame. Um, but will, you know... But but is part of this um, Kardashian world now where yeah. they Media. record every day and they learn and they post and, you yeah. know, like... Like, what... Like, do, do, do you know what right. I mean? Like, I'm kind of like... They're veiled similarities. Yeah. But I think about it like that in terms of, like, I'm going to be going up here and having to, like go under all this stress for two weeks. Yeah. He might have had the same thing, but over a certain amount of years, you know? Just don't go crazy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, don't go crazy. So when are you, where is the show in Edinburgh? Uh, we're, playing, we're playing at the Pleasance Courtyard um, oh, in the Poseidon. Okay. Who's got Pleasance money? Speaking of Pleasance, so I'm doing a Kickstarter yeah. for uh, the show. Doing a Kickstarter, which is live now, um, and runs up, I think, the... The closing date because you have to like pick yeah. a certain day the closing date is the 30th of july yeah um and i'm offering things like personalized poems and uh, a vocal looping workshop and uh 
copies of the play text and take it. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to do lots of things. Yeah. Um, workshop with our director, Nikolai Labari, who is the head of director of young people at the Lyric Hammersmith and you know things like that so blah 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 so I'm doing this kickstarter because I can't afford to go up to Edinburgh yeah because I'm expensive I'm a little working class solo artist who like you has know no who has no money just and that's going to be another thing it's like I'm going to be up there being like having to accept that I'm poor yeah. while being in the place that's making me poor yeah and 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 I think you know and that, that's a whole thing about Edinburgh I think that's a whole podcast for another day but you just, should just hang out with me. We'll people are probably talking day. about Edinburgh. Yeah, we'll like, just come, to, come hang out with me. Oh, I will. I'm going to have to be like, I must see another human yeah. every single day. We'll just get drunk every day. <laughs> I'll introduce you to my white comic friends. And you'll be like, hey, minority, white people. And then we'll, just, <laughs> then we'll be um, all, all great. So yeah, um, if you're, I know you're up in Edinburgh doing... Split uh, show? Or you're doing a split, split show at Asian Towns? Oh my gosh, uh-huh. that is amazing! And you're gonna send me all the details. I'm gonna send you all the details. Um, oh. I'll send you all the details about mine. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully I'll see you up there. So it won't crumble into a thousand pieces. No, but the next uh-huh. show, July. Yeah, so Hive City Legacy Roundhouse in July. In uh, August, we've got White going up to Edinburgh for two weeks. Um, two very different shows. One company of nine women of colour doing cabaret and it's loud and it's brash and then a solo show about being a mixed race black woman and it's music and it's a little bit loud not so brash um two very different shows that I'm working on at the same time bring me joy in two very different ways mm-hmm. um and I would love to see you know people at both of them and people experiencing both of them so it's all about joy and orgasms it is all about joy and orgasms <laughs> Oh my gosh, please make that into a badge. All about joys and orgasm. It's all about joy. It's all All about about joys and orgasm. orgasm. Just when I touch the boob. (laughs) Well, thank you, Coco. Thank you. Thank you so much for my nails. Do you like the nail? Um, I love the nail. I should have got you you to do like a little... um, Advert, like should like my website or my app and just be like at the Coco Brown or like heycoco.com so I could be like hi guys and I don't have to advertise myself I'm just like I'm just here if you read it you read it I would never do that oh my gosh that would make me crazy just do all nails um, but I love my nails the one Yay. the one nail the no, fixer but I love it it's a statement nail statement nail bam I've always got statement nails so you do oh so good um well thank you thank you okay cut yeah yeah <laughs> now you can go back to rehearsals <laughs> thanks bye thank you for listening to episode 6 of the Gossip Lounge join me next week as I have a new bonus episode with a new bonus guest